Good morning. It's so good to see you all. Welcome to our Christmas celebration service. Um, my name is Christina. And I'm Sim. And we're going to be leading, tag team leading you this morning. Woo! Woo. Do high fives. <laughs> At the end we will. Um, so first up this morning, um, this morning's going to involve some lovely performances from some of our y- uh, young people and children. Um, so if you're small, and when those times happen, there'll be a space to gather so you can actually see it happening over on... Is it going to be before the start? Oh, place? and we'll have it, yeah. Okay. Filmed and up there. Well. It's just like a uh, Mariah Carey concert. You see the live thing or the screen <laughs> version. And it's lovely to see lots of you in Christmassy jumpers. Good job. Um, also, anyone with little ones, we've got a few activities that are down there for them to um, do. So some colouring, some Play-Doh. If they need to have something um, going on, then feel free to use that space. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Sim, I don't understand. What's all this? What have you got going on over here? I'm not sure this was part of the plan. It was. Well, it is now. Um, so we've got a game to kick us off this morning, which is exciting. So I need three volunteers who like drawing. Tabitha. We'll get him. What, I don't, sorry, what's your name? Thomas, do you want to come up? Can we do an adult? Can we have an adult as well? Come on, Rebecca. And how this is going to work is, if you guys come and stand behind, have you got a favorite color, red, blue, or black? Doesn't matter. So how this is going to work, I think a lot of us have lots of things about Christmas we enjoy, and lots of things about Christmas we might not enjoy. So how this is going to work, in a moment, you're going to pick up a pen without the lids on, so you can use them. You're gonna, Rebecca's going to demonstrate for us. You're going to hold one pen in that hand, the other pen in the other. Okay? And then use at the same time, on your left board, you're going to draw something you enjoy about Christmas. And on your right board, you're going to draw something you don't enjoy about Christmas. We'll go one at a time. So we'll start with Rebecca, then Tabitha, and then Thomas. Okay? So when you're ready, Rebecca, and then the idea is if you guess it right, well, we'll, we'll see what the drawings are, actually. But anyway, <laughs> when you're ready, Rebecca, fire us away. She's been practicing. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed to look. Sorry. That's... Lovely. Right. Pens on lids. That's what I said. Same thing. Right. Rebecca, if you could hold up. Hold them up so everyone can see. And in Rebecca's left hand is what she enjoys about Christmas. And in her right is what she doesn't enjoy. Any guesses? She doesn't like mince pies. Well done. And what, what do you enjoy? Presents. Presents. Yeah. Lovely. Round of applause for Rebecca. <laughs> Tabitha, do you think you can do this? Excellent. When you're ready, without looking, to stare at Rich or Peter. And then when you're ready, go. Maybe don't look at Rich. <laughs> 
You're doing well? I'd say this is what you don't enjoy. That's clever. You done? Right, pens on lids. Do you want me to hold this one and you hold that one up? So left hand is what, or left side, sorry, is what she likes about Christmas. Is it presents? It is a theme here, presents. And on the right hand side, can you see? Is it loud noises? Sorry, I'm shouting at you. Loud noises. You've been warned. Thank you, Tabitha. Round of applause for Tabitha. Are you ready, Thomas? Go, fire away. So your left hand, what you enjoy. That's it. Awesome. Lids on pens. And then do you want to hold them up for people to see? So this is what Thomas enjoys about Christmas. Any ideas? Castles? Stocking? Whose stockings look like that? I guess it could be on the side, isn't it? Stayed in bed. Is it a place, Thomas? Is it a place? What place it's might a it place. be? Is it, is it church? Yeah. It's church. <laughs> Best answer yet. And this is what Thomas doesn't enjoy. We've got sprouts, Christmas pudding. It's sprouts. Yeah. Oh. Round of applause for Thomas. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you, all of you. That was fun. Good job, guys. Thanks, Sim. Go grab a um, seat. So there are, I'm sure for all of us, lots of things that we look forward to about Christmas, things that we love about this season. But also, I'm sure, as we've seen, there are things that we're not as keen on. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I've lost where we are. That, that game... <laughs> So thank you to our volunteers. Um, there's lots of things to look forward to at Christmas, like presents, the food, or not the food. Um, but we've also some, seen some things that we're not so keen on, like the food. But there may be other stuff that you think of that you don't enjoy about Christmas. Yeah, okay. So while this morning we're kind of in anticipation, we're in towards the end of Advent, Advent now, and the excitement gets bigger and more and more intense, especially with kids, um, and you're probably finding that it's a really busy time, that there's lots to pack in and do, and today is probably just one event of many um, that you're trying to fit in around and before Christmas, because we do that, don't we? We plan so many things, we book things in, what needs doing when and who needs to be where, but this morning...
morning, we just want to take time. We want to pause and focus on what matters the most at this time. So today we are calling our Come and See Day. So can we just have that picture? We want you to come and see and really focus on that first Christmas and come and see what's happened. We're going to start with a prayer. Can we have that one up on the screen? Okay. That's not the prayer. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. Okay. In bold, every other line, second one onwards, is what I'd like you all to join in with, if you can. Okay. And I'll read the other bits. So. We come from a world of darkness into, into Christ's, Christ's world, world of light. light. We come from a world of weariness into, into God's, God's strength and hope. We come from a slumbering world. Strengthened by the Spirit, we come to awaken our souls and watch for the coming of Christ. Okay, we're going to have our first song now, so I want to invite you to stand up. Thank you, band. Let's sing our first song. Oh. 
going to sing the last verse as well this morning. Born that happy morning. Sorry, the screen is a lot smaller than we realise, so the writing is tiny, but Jan's going to read it for you, so it won't matter. <laughs> this is from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. In the, six months of in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come to you, on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your re relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So um, we're used to hearing these passages at Christmas time, but today we really wanted to help us really think about um, what it would have been like that first Christmas. So we're going to explore that. We're going to think about Mary's story now. Um, and children, if you'd like to take a seat where you can see that white screen clearly. And I've got Anna, 
Reuben, Naomi, and Daniel coming to help us for this bit. Um, okay, so we're thinking about Mary's story. I'm going to disappear around there and help them. Okay. There is a lot to wonder about when you're about to become a mother. New life with all its potential, an array of possibilities, a new life and a new love, which overwhelms you and fills you with joy and concern, a lot of concern. The world becomes full of what ifs. What if he doesn't sleep? What if he doesn't eat? What if he is ill? What if I cannot cope? But there is more. I think it would be true to say that my boy comes with more what-ifs than most. What if he grows to become all that has been promised? What if he is not able to bear the responsibility, the expectation, the joy and the pain? What if people don't understand? What if everybody demands of him and what if they do not get what they want? What if? What if it all goes horribly wrong? And what if I am there to watch? And what if I can do nothing to help? And what if he is the one we have been expecting? What if he is the one who will save us from our sins? What if all our hopes and fears come down to this, to him? sing our next carol now if you'd like to stand joy to the world
to see the perspective from Joseph's point of view. So eyes to the screens. Thank you.
Sometimes they say that it is darkest before the dawn. Well, this certainly has been a long night. I can't sleep now. There's too much to think on. And yet, I cannot think because it's just too much. So I'm sitting here, looking east, waiting for the sun, looking for the bright morning star, getting ready to rise again and face the world. Things weren't exactly easy yesterday, but I thought I had things worked out then. I loved Mary, I love her still, but it just seemed best for everyone to let her go quietly. And so I did what I thought best, a quiet settlement. She goes her way, I go mine, and we carry on somehow. But then, a dream. <laughs> Unlike any I had experienced before. Not confusing and bizarre, but crystal clear and full of authority. Maybe it is just that we have been waiting for so long. Waiting for a word, hoping against hope, waiting for someone someday. Maybe it was the name Jesus. Like a reminder of something too important to forget. And maybe that promise that he will save us from our sins. Too much to take in, too much to ignore, too much. And yet, and yet, I find myself hopeful for the first time in a long time. I don't understand. What do I know of saving people from sins? I am a simple carpenter. All I know is wood and nails. What can I say? I hope. I believe. For now, I must just get on. Uh, we're going to have our second reading, so I think Christina has the mic. So, we'll wait for the mic. There we go. Hello. Yeah. There we go. Thank you, Nick. Matthew one eighteen to twenty five. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. 
His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be, be, be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us.
Thank you. Have you enjoyed the dramas? Yeah? Have you been paying attention to the dramas? Oh, good. Um, so which characters have we been introduced to? Joseph and Mary. Correct. And obviously Jesus is the reason for the season and is usually the center of this story. But this morning we wanted to look at Mary and Joseph and kind of through their, through their eyes because they are super important to this story, as are the sheep. <laughs> the whole nativity story that we hear year on year is wrapped around people. But people might think we know those characters really well because we see them on stage each year, we see them in films. But we wanted to, this morning to put ourselves in the shoes or sandals or bare feet of Mary and Joseph. Firstly, when Mary was born, the age of Israel's proud history was past. No king of David's family had ruled in Jerusalem for over 500 years. The Jews were still waiting for the Messiah. The ruler promised throughout the pages of Scripture, promised through the prophecies, prophets. The one from David's family who would sit on David's throne and rule forever. Now, some are under the impression that God chose Mary because of something righteous in her. Gabriel makes that clear in verse 28. She says, uh, he says, she was the chosen by God as an act of grace. And he says to her, greetings, you who are highly favored. And that word favored means to receive grace. As Mary listened to the angel, she must have wrestled <coughs> with the consequences that would come in her life if she accepted that calling. How am I going to explain this to my family? What is Joseph going to say? What about the town? What are they going to think of me? Mary would have probably lived her whole life under a cloud of suspicion from family, neighbors, and those that she interacted with. Yet despite that uncertainty, it's in Mary's response where she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. That decision from Mary to be fully submissive to the call of God was her willingness, if need be, to suffer the ridicule and loneliness and rejection. God did not force that choice upon her. She willingly embraced what God had in store for her. But the decision was made with no assurance that anyone except God would ever fully understand. Mary had no guarantee that her beloved Joseph would understand or even believe of the miraculous conception. She now had to face the man she loved and tell him that she was pregnant. Joseph knew he was not the father. So when Joseph of Nazareth makes his first appearance, we learn that he wants a divorce. His engagement to Mary has already lasted a few months, but now new information has come to light information that will crush Joseph's heart to drive him to an extreme measure. Four things from what I've kind of picked up from those dramas. Mary had to trust God's promise. Joseph had to trust Mary. Mary had to trust Joseph. And Joseph had to trust God. But both of them say to God, I am your servant Whatever it costs, whatever it takes me, I will do it. 
And God continues to look for men and women like Mary and Joseph, people who are going to pursue obedience, whatever the cost. People who are going to trust God, even though the outcome seems unsure. God raises these people for his purposes. And God is looking for people humble enough and searching to give him all the glory. So this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to spend some time reflecting on what we've sung about, what we've seen through the dramas, and reflect on Mary and Joseph's story and what that might mean for us today. So to help me explain how we're going to do that, could I have Esther, I can't see you, whether Esther is, oh, you're right in front of me. <laughs> Oops. And Lucas, are, you, are Lucas still happy to come and? There are gonna be two zones Lucas is going to explain the first one. Oh, he's brought his paper. He's so prepared. Love that. Right. In zone one, we have a Christmas labyrinth. This is an opportunity for you to walk through and be guided by some reflective questions on what we've heard. Please take your time to discuss and think about what you are searching for this Christmas. Will you come and see? In zone two, please spend some time designing three banners. Whilst you do, have a think about Mary and Joseph's story so far and what that can mean for us this Christmas. We will reveal the banners during one of our final songs. Thank you. Well read, guys. Um, so, yes, there's going to be two zones. There are tables at the back, far right, I think, and far left. And this one at the front, where there's going to be some banner making. And then behind those screens, there is a maze of fairy lights. Whew. Exciting, it's all Christmassy. Um, so there's, there's some reflective questions to walk around that as well. You can just do one. You can sit and listen. I think Julian's going to play some music in the background. You can go in between. Um, but we're going to have kind of five, five to ten minutes of doing those. Um, I'll wind back the curtains. Um, when you're ready, off you go. Thank you.
Okay, we'll have two more minutes and then we're going to gather back and continue. If you've not had a chance to do the prayer labyrinth, that will be open and still there for you to wander through at the end or during a song. Um, so two more minutes and then we'll gather back. Okay, do you want to come back and sit down? Well done, thank you. We've got amazing artwork which has just come together in just a few minutes by everyone, thank you. Um, the labyrinth is really lovely, so if you do get a chance, you can finish it if you're in it, okay? Um, and if you do get a chance later, if you haven't yet, go and have a look at that. Um, we've got Alex coming to read to us. Well done, Alex. Um, so we'll just wait for people to sit down. So we've got one more instalment of our drama. We're going to hear the story of the shepherds next. So Alex will read and we'll watch the shepherd drama and then we'll have another song, I think. Is that the order? Doesn't matter. Okay. All right then. Alex, would you like to go? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, the Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on the earth peace to those on whom his, his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one, one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried of the found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger when they had seen him. They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, Alex. Okay, if I can have Naomi, Ruben, Daniel and Anna again. And the lights. Okay, everyone looking this way. As if, in my experience, there's no such thing as homing sheep. When they go astray, they stay astray, unless we go and find them. And that's what we do up here. Out of sight, out of mind. Forgotten by most people. It's cold and dark and cut off. But tonight, I don't want to moan because something has changed. Not so much in my circumstances. I'm still here with the sheep, out of sight and out of mind. And yet, I don't feel alone anymore. I have been noticed. For last night, the darkness ripped open and the sky, this sky, was full of light. I think God wanted to grab our attention. Well, we were certainly grabbed. In fact, we were terrified. It was awesome and bright and different and strange. It was glorious. I guess God is like that. It unsettled us, good and proper. Don't be afraid. That's what he said. God is always saying that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, but come and see. And so we went. Who wouldn't? And what we found was very ordinary and yet very wonderful. A baby, just as we had been told. A baby with grateful parents, tired and smiling. To us, the joy was that we had something to say. We had something to say, something to add, something which lent the ordinary moment an extraordinary potential. This baby is not just any baby. Come, 
Let us tell you what, have, what we have been told. Come and see. Thank you, guys. Yeah, round of applause for to do it live as well is pretty. <clears throat> Us adults get nervous, so I don't know how they're feeling doing that live. Um, thank you to our readers as well. Um, we're now going to hear kind of more about that story of hope and joy, not from me, um, but from Peter. Round of applause for Peter. Uh, Christina has the mic again. <laughs> We've heard from Mary and Joseph's perspective, and now we've been introduced to the shepherds. We don't have much detail on the shepherds. We know it was likely close to springtime, the time in which shepherds were out in the fields, and they weren't staying up with the sheep at night. They would have lived outside of the borders of town. We don't really have to stretch our thinking to know they didn't work a glamorous job. No one woke up in Bethlehem and said, oh, gee, I hope I grow up to be a shepherd. <laughs> they represented one of the lowest of the low in terms of social status. Yet, despite their uncertainty, fear, and why our attitude, it's wonderful that God chose the lowest of the low to see the most important birth of all time. Because of their humble origins, the shepherds cannot help but rejoice and tell everyone they see about the birth of the Messiah. If God had chosen a king or religious leader, the situation would have played out very differently. Instead, he picks a group of shepherds who set the tone for Jesus' life and ministry. We, like the shepherds, are invited to come and see Jesus for ourselves and receive the gift that he has come to bring to us. We will not find Jesus lying as a baby in a manger. He is now living with Father God in heaven. Yet his presence is with us now, and if we turn to him by faith and put our trust in him, we will receive the gift of becoming a child of God. The Bible invites us to come near to God, and he will come near to you, James 4 verse 6. And this joy that comes from knowing Jesus doesn't just last for a few moments, but it lasts a lifetime. This joy isn't just for a select few people, but it's for everyone. So I wonder how you will respond to this Christmas. I wonder if you will think to yourself, nice story, but not for me. I wonder if you'll think to yourself, I've already gone looking for Jesus like the shepherds did. He's rescued me from the mess my sins got me into, and I'm now enjoying a relationship with him as a member of God's family. Or I wonder if you will think to yourself, I want to be rescued too, but I don't know what to do. As we come to the end of the service today, Go out rejoicing that God loves you so much that he has come close to you so that you might live in a close relationship with him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Great. Thank you so much, Peter. Um, so we've got a song now, um, which you may or may not know. The band are going to play. The words will be on the screen. We can stand and sing. Um, but they're really, the words are really kind of summing up what we've been thinking through this morning. 
So it's just a time for us to give our focus to God um, and to think about the real wonder of this story, of all of what we've seen there, what we've heard here. It's a real wonderful story, and it's true for us today. So feel free to sit or stand, to join in if you want to, or just listen and ponder. Thank you, Ben. Oh 
Um, just before we finish, uh, Rich is going to send us out with a, with a prayer for us. Um, so I'll invite Rich up. Thank you, Rich. I'm oh, sorry. Pray. Can we just give a round of applause to Sim and Christina? You've led us. You've led us extremely well, um, but just in milling around there, everyone says to me, "Such creativity." Uh, my prayer now is that uh, this kind of explosion of creativity and communication that we've had from Sim and Christina will speak to us in our hearts and minds. That that cre creativity enables us to encounter God afresh this Christmas season. So would you join me in taking a moment and shall we just still our hearts and minds, rest our eyes, bow our heads and just be quiet. If it helps, you might like to just hold out your hands in expectation, but whatever works for you, let's just take a moment to be quiet. Lord, in the stillness, in the quiet, would you be speaking to us right now? Holy Spirit, come. morning Lord we have been reminded of your grace and your love we have been reminded that Jesus is a gift to us Lord we've been provoked by the theme of trust and faith help us Lord to place our trust in you today. This Christmas season, help us, Lord, where we need faith to place our faith and confidence in you. Lord, where, is, where there is doubt, where there is fear, where there is uncertainty, help us to find peace and hope and love in Jesus this Christmas. And we thank you for the witness and the testimony of the shepherds. Help us too to be people of good news this Christmas season to share your light and your love with those around us. And I pray in Jesus' name the blessing on each one of us gathered here this morning. May you all know God's peace, God's love, and God's presence with you this Christmas. Amen. Thanks, Rich. Um, we do have one more song.
And after this song, you're welcome to come out there for refreshments, for um, Christmassy snacks and drinks. And um, we're also going to have the prayer labyrinth there um, available to take part in as well. Um, so let's just all stand with our final song, please. Oh, and we've got a prayer team available afterwards. Anyone who'd like to be prayed with this morning, can I have a wave from who's on the team? Is it you, Kath? Okay, Kath and Anthony and Karina. Okay, and will you be just here by the screen? Okay, all right, let's sing our last song. Thank you, band. to go thank you everyone for joining us this morning we've got a few other things happening in the run-up to christmas so that's on there uh beacon cafe on friday we'll have a carol 
bit afterwards. And then Christmas Eve, we're doing some carols as well at the Beacon. And of course, Christmas Day, we're celebrating at the Beacon at 10 a.m. So please join us if you can. <laughs>